Welcome to Benefits. What, like it's hard? When was the last time you stopped to think about every benefit that was available to you and what information is needed in order to fully utilize those benefits? For most of us, the answer is probably never. Well, we are here to break down the truths and misconceptions of all things benefits and share stories from people like you. Join us on our journey to navigating your complete picture of physical and financial wellness. Hi everyone, today we have um, Carrie Campbell on our podcast with us today. She works at Haran, she's a financial analyst here, and she just got engaged. Well, when did you get engaged? It was March. Okay. So, a couple months ago. Okay, so just got engaged, and you're getting married when? October. So, quick turnaround. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, we're just going to take some time today to talk about, um, how marriage is a qualifying event. So you might hear from your employer that you can't make changes to your benefits outside of open enrollment unless you experience a qualifying event and qualifying events are things like marriage or if you have a baby or if someone, um, if you die or if some, you know, if there's some death in your family or if you lose coverage, things like that are qualifying events. So we're going to talk, kind of go through with Carrie the decision-making that goes into um, having a qualifying life event like marriage. So what's your fiancé's name? Logan. Logan. Okay. So first of all, we have to give a shout-out to Logan because he actually knew where to find his benefit information. (laughs) Which I don't think is normal of, like, a younger male. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's normal at all. Yeah, so basically we're just going to do, talk through the medical plan that you have with Haran, and then we'll talk through the medical plan that you could have once you get married. So you have 30 days after you get married. I think you know that, mm-hmm. but you can let Logan know also. <laughs> <laughs> you have 30 days after you get married to let your employer know if you want to make a change to your benefits outside of open enrollment. So Haran has a high deductible health plan and a PPO plan, and his company does too, right? Yeah. Okay. But we're just going to compare the high deductible, both of the high deductible health plans because you already know that you want to go with that option. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about why? Kind of the basic reasons of yeah. we're young people, we don't use a whole ton of health care <laughs> and, you know, whatever is kind of cheaper month to month on our employee deduction um, is kind of what we're going with and I personally like being able to tuck money away into the HSA just because it's you know can earn interest and then I could use it uh, after retirement for anything. So have you started to think about this yet or did this podcast kind of I I had thought about it like (laughs) vaguely like a while ago but this has definitely helped me like actually sit down and and look at it and (laughs) I'm I guess I'm not surprised but there's more to it than I thought. Yeah. I think it's good that we're talking about this now. We kind of were talking before this podcast about how this is another thing on the wedding to-do list. <laughs> and it's true because I think that everyone thinks about planning their wedding and making sure that the day is going to be perfect. But really what you're doing is planning for a lifetime together and your medical benefits are so important mm-hmm. when it comes to that. So let's jump into this. After some calculations, and this is what I do every single time I'm evaluating plans with people, you take 
the premium, so if it's a bi-weekly premium, you multiply that by 26 to get to what your annual premium would be. And then on a high deductible plan, you can subtract out the amount that your company is giving you in an HSA contribution, and that's really what you're paying for your plan each year. So that's how we got to these numbers. So if you were to go employee plus spouse on the Haran plan, your total cost is $2,276. If you were to stay completely separate the way that you are now, basically, your total premium would be $1,374. And then if you were to go on to Logan's plan, it'd be $3,748. So the cheapest option is for you to stay on separate plans. You're going to pay less in premium that way. Mm -hmm. um, so then once you figure out how much you're going to pay in premium for the year, you've got to kind of look at the plan and how it works. So for you, if you don't have a lot of utilization, I would tell you that you can base your decision more on how much you're going to pay each month. But you do want to consider how much out-of-pocket expenses you're going to have. So mm -hmm. if we want to talk about like the catastrophic, what your total out-of-pocket would be, then you would just add in to the premium what your total out-of-pocket is, and that'll give you the most expensive or the least expensive plan. So we started talking about how both of these plans are embedded, and we've talked about what embedded means on previous podcasts, um, but just to give a refresher, an embedded deductible is where if you have more than one person on the plan, one of those people could meet the single deductible and the plan will begin to pay for that person. So if you and Logan were to both come onto Haran's plan, he could meet his $3,000 deductible and the plan would pay for him. So that's just more to consider. I would just say HSA dollars too. That's always a huge bonus and Logan actually gets more per month than we get. Or he, I guess he gets more annually than we get and we have to work for ours. <laughs> and he just gets <laughs> money in the bank. <laughs> so that, yeah, so that's another good consideration when you're looking into plans. On Haran's plan, what are your requirements? Have to do the biometric screening in the spring, so get all that blood work and all those results back and I have to pass, what is it, like four or more of the yeah. Five to so get the we do maximum. we do outcomes based, which some employers do that. So you have to meet like certain goals in your biometric numbers, and then you're put in a category, and then those categories set your rates. Mm -hmm. But then you also have to get a PCP visit. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. You well, you have to get your PCP to sign off on the form, whether you do that through an actual visit or you just send the form to the doctor and say hey could you fill this out for me they can do it either way okay but I like to go for my visit yeah Just talk to someone face to face <laughs> yeah good you should be doing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but to your point for Logan they don't they just give that to them as a way to kind of offset 
the high deductible costs. Yeah. And Haran does that too. There's just more incentive behind it to stay on top of your health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just talking to Tyler about this and he was like, oh yeah, you got to change all your life beneficiaries too when you get married because then spouses become primary. So. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So that's one thing. And then um, I was going to say, even if, even if your qualifying event is a child, going with the employee plus children tier can be more cost effective than the full family tier. And you can, you can have both spouses cover all the children. Like, we could both have employee plus coverage, employee plus, plus children coverage. And it could still be cheaper anyway, than going on a, than a family plan. One family. I know, the price definitely goes up the more and more people that you add, and especially well, with especially the spouse. spouses. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's a good point with the beneficiary form. I think a lot of people miss that. A lot of people miss their beneficiary form. So to back up, a beneficiary would be someone that would get your life insurance Mm -hmm. benefit if you were to pass away. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think that people don't put enough, they don't put enough importance on on that form. But at the end of the day, if your employer doesn't know who to give the money to. It could get stuck in your estate and then it it just sits there. Taxes take away at it and... You can't control who it goes to. Right. Which is the hard part. Right. So I think, you know, when you go through any qualifying event, but especially an exciting one like marriage, you should definitely should sit down and think about all of your benefits, not just medical, but especially like things like how much are you going to be paying and who's going to get your life insurance if something happens to you because it's important. So have you thought about, so not just medical, have you thought about dental and vision and any of the other benefits that are offered? I've not, but I was looking at his dental, his dental rates look cheaper than ours. So that might be, that might be somewhere where we do employee and spouse. (laughs) Yeah. I think some people get confused. I get this question all the time of if you have to, like if I don't cover my spouse, on my medical, then can they be on my dental and vision? And it it doesn't all connect. So Mm -hmm. just because you choose to not be on the same plan for medical doesn't mean that you can't be on the same plan for dental or vision or whatever the plan may be. There could be an accident plan or there could be a critical illness plan that you want to cover your spouse on. So make sure you're looking at all of your benefits and making sure that you're choosing what makes sense for you. you get the free gym memberships, which is huge. Cause yeah. he, it was like a whole big thing that he finally got a gym membership. He got one on his own. He's got Planet Fitness, for the one in Oakley, because um, it was like the cheapest one. But I'm like, ooh, unlimited gym memberships would be a, <laughs> an appealing thing for him, possibly. Yeah. But That's and I, I told him about the fifty dollar Amazon gift card too. If you do the, uh, the um, health assessment on the app through, through the, the gym membership program. It's just the general ERC. Oh, okay. If you so, to clarify for listeners, Haran is in this thing that's called the ERC, and you get some benefits when your medical benefits are through the ERC. And one of those benefits is that you get free gym memberships, and you get an Amazon gift card for filling <laughs> something out. So, it's important to know about all of the nuances on your plan. So, like, a gym membership, even if it's Planet Fitness for $10 a month, that's a lot of money for the whole year. So that could end up playing a role in 
whether or not you take whichever plan you want to take. I remember when I, because I'm still on my parents' plan, and I remember this year at, we just had open enrollment and I sat down and I, I went through the numbers and I was like, does, is it, should I just come on now before I turn 26? And I did take into account HSA dollars and the fact that I wouldn't have to pay for my gym membership anymore and things like that. So just make sure that you're educated, you know all of the benefits that are offered to you and that you're not either missing out on a benefit or that you're just not taking something into account that could ultimately save you money. Carrie, thanks for joining and being a live example of how you should uh, kind of think about your benefits before you get married. Congrats. Thanks. <laughs> I can't believe it. it's like so soon. Do I you know. Feel like it's We're creeping getting up? down to hundred the hundred day mark, and that's yeah. scary. Well, <laughs> 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 I look at the to do list. I'm like, yeah, that's gonna take a lot more than hundred days. <laughs> well, we just checked one thing off your to do list for yeah, you. Yeah, we did. <laughs>